0: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Plot Strikes Back. Bum, bum, bum. Back, 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 back. This is episode three, and we are kicking off another Throwback Thursday episode with another fantastic IP and franchise, the first of its kind, none other than Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Yes. Raiders of the
0: Lost Ark, people. Yes. Not... (laughs) The Last Crusade, (laughs) but Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Yes, not that we're talking about anyone specific.
0: (laughs) This movie came out in 1981, which is...
1: Damn, okay. I would like to point out that I didn't think it was 81. I thought it was more like 83, 84. So that's crazy.
0: Well, if you look at the other movies that followed it with Temple of Doom and... And then Last Crusade, but the funny thing too about this is there's an, a note that was a bit of trivia at, at another part of the movie that I didn't mm-hmm. even know. What is it? Well, it's a, it's a tie-in to another famous IP that the same people are involved with. Oh, which we'll we'll, we'll cross that bridge. Well, I want to spoil it for the for the listeners right now. Okay. All right. But the the one thing I definitely want to get I want to say from from the start is. John Williams needs to be put in some sort of hall of fame for being the best composer probably ever. ever.
1: Well, well, it's tough to say ever because of oh, all else the classics, is out there, but yeah. He is well, he is on the
0: Mount Rushmore. He is of, the, Mount,
1: the Mount Rushmore of composers for sure.
0: Over the last century, he I would say he's the best composer. What was the first movie he ever composed? Do we know that? John Williams' first film composition was for you Are Welcome, which is a promotional film for the Tourist Information Office of Newfoundland created in, in 1954.
1: Oh, my Lord. So, so, yeah, he's been at it for Oh, yeah, time. he's
0: he's been doing this for, for a hell of a long time. Man. If you figure from 1954 all the way till... 21. 20, well, 22 was when Obi-Wan Kenobi came out. 22, sorry. Wow. I, I think he's done, finally. If you've been doing it for this long, wouldn't you just want to call it quits or just t- you know <laughs> take a break. I mean, he's he's 90 years old. Wow. 90 years old. He'll be 91 in a few weeks in, in February 8th. So, wow, what a legend. Yeah, absolute legend. You, you know, we have a friend that does not like John Williams. F- that guy. Yeah, he he should just go climb a bunch of bamboo and slide <laughs> down of and let <and> splinter <laughs> his ass. Um
1: Oh, we love that. Love you. Love you
0: Yeah, I yeah, love you. But uh that that's it, there's so many movies that John Williams has done and it's it's created this magical wonder of music that you just automatically have a very good feeling or you, you know what it is. You know you know a movie you're nostalgically thinking about and just even watching it again. I've seen I've seen this movie for probably a, hundreds of times. It's the type of movie that when it comes on I almost just have to watch it. I can watch it at any time. I know probably and can quote 95% of the entire movie. And even to this day there are parts of the composition that still give me chills at certain parts. Like, like when you hear the ominous stuff when it's when the arc
1: oh. ha- is
0: in is in the scene it's like Dee! Like, I just get chills. I'm like, dude, how does he do this? I don't understand. Uh, His brain is on another level. And I'm and I'm a musician, but it's just it's just it's crazy the way he writes things that just blows my mind. Like he just he knows and he just feels it. It's not just for this. Jaws, Jaws, Jurassic Park, Star Wars, Harry Potter. This is just the biggest some of the biggest IPs known to man. And he just. He has his hand in every single one. Exactly, and not just one movie, but multiple movies. Well, I guess Jaws was only one movie. Um, That movie is amazing. So, we'll we'll do that at some point. But yeah, (laughs) I was just going to throw in real quick. Quentin Tarantino said it was the best horror film film ever made.
1: Was it film? He said film. He said film. He said film. He said film. film, Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he's his word is. We're big. We're big QT fans. So, has it means something? Exactly. Getting back to Raiders, though. The acting, obviously all-around fantastic from uh, Dr. Brody, played by uh, Denholm Elliott. Harrison Ford, obviously. Uh, Alfred Rolina. This was his first film credit. Was it really? Yeah. A.K.A. Doc Ock Doc. and Spider-Man. You have uh, Karen Allen, who plays uh, Miriam Re- uh, Ravenwood. And you have, of course... John Rhys-Davies, Gimli, I mean, Sala, <laughs> Indy. I love, I love, I, loved, I loved, oh man, he's what a great, great actor. But of course, this is when Spielberg was literally top tier, right? Yeah, this is the top of his career. Sure. His directing was in a different mode compared to everyone else.
1: See, what I think it is, is that it wasn't in a different mode. It was just that no one else was on the same level of him. That's him oh yeah
0: exactly so he's he's in this lane driving solo but i mean i, I don't want to say solo because you look at who else was it, that that took part within this this film screenplay lawrence kazan uh empire strikes back anyone the <laughs> greatest movie of all time greatest stars movie of all Star- well i mean it's it's dubbed it's up there. awesome you know what's crazy Side- it has the number one most famous quote of all time
1: sidebar quickly I did throw on the Empire Strikes Back vinyl
0: last so night good. just to listen to the Imperial March and that was about it. <laughs> again, again, John Williams, he just he just does it well. And of course the story, George Lucas and Philip Philip Kaufman. So uh, you you just have these legendary people all in a room going, "Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that." The f- the one thing that I noticed though it is and I've noticed over time there's little goofs on set where you might see a reflection of the camera crew but I'm thinking man, it's not like you could just edit that out and post it's 1981. like 1981 things I were know. different. Yeah, it's it's funny just to think about how things would have been done now if they would have done it now versus when they did it 40 years ago.
1: Well, I guess we'll see next year. I'm sorry, this year when dial of destiny comes out
0: yeah in indiana jones number five. five so interesting stuff about the opening scene though which was the first time you see it you're i remember as a kid thinking who is this mysterious guy and why is he why is he so damn cool his wardrobe is in the smithsonian it's historical yeah. he's got this cool hat this jacket which i learned needed to be aged over time because it was a new jacket so they like authentically aged it yeah they didn't just design it like that off the off the top you know from the start mm-hmm. and of course the iconic whip and i love the noise that the whip makes in the Indiana jones movies yeah massive bull whip. yeah um sorry that, that was loud but anyway no he's not the thing the cool there's a funny um yeah i'm not <laughs> there's a cool trivia about the opening scene him being in south america and having the giant boulder you know chasing him chasing him. Much. both of those parts are from Donald Duck comic books that Lucas and Spielberg both read. One huh. of the first one came out in in 1959 and then the other one came out in 1964. So it's just funny how they take again, this comic book notion of story. And they insert it into this realm of of movie of 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 film. And if mm-hmm. they would have never have said that, then you just would have never known. I mean, maybe maybe people would have figured that out over time. Like they go back and like, <sighs> did you know? But I don't know because I don't know who goes would. back and reads 1959, yeah, 64 Donald Duck cartoon.
1: I don't think any. I, I think I'm the only person on the planet that goes back and reads anything from the 1960s. And even then, it's like sci-fi stuff you know
0: my dad had some old but donald duck donald duck um, comic books and scrooge mcduck comic books yeah but
1: like no one's gonna be like oh hey let me read donald duck from 1954
0: i wouldn't and that's weird but that's funny though because i I think this is where thinking outside the box box goes Mm -hmm. and and i think would probably be better suited nowadays because a lot of what you see from i think there's this bland layer to a certain extent in a majority of of film and and music uh music but um uh, film and and tv shows right now Uh, i mean obviously you have like the the occasional pop-ups that are you know a good show here a good um a good movie here which is either done on a purely creative matter from someone's head and imagination or they've taken it from a book or a comic book but going back again 60 70 years and finding something and go you know what we could modernize this and change it in a way where it's super mysterious or they could find something from a donald duck comic book and make it into a james bond part you know what i'm saying like yeah like the the, the the that's where people just don't go back to anymore i mean most people like yourself which are like i'm gonna read stuff from the 1960s get creative ideas and try to form something that is you know an homage but also modernized but, but also different exactly it's a tricky
1: yeah. thing to do and they clearly were able to
0: yeah they they definitely got it uh, got it right and rock it i think the funny thing about this op- that opening scene when they're walking in the cave and you see Alf and Merlina um, uh, Satipo his, his character's name is he's he's his uh like indie like he's got spiders a couple tarantulas on his back mm-hmm. he's got like four and he tells Molina to turn around, and he's got like twenty yeah. on his back. And I'm like, <laughs> "What? Like, did you not feel them crawling up your legs? <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously oh, it's a movie, but freaky,
1: doesn't matter. But freaky. just
0: the, the just the thought, I, I, they're and they were big. They're not small little spiders, dude. They're the, they're size, the size of your hand. hand. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't feel one, much less four or or twenty, just crawling on your back. And there's one that like moves pretty quick across his chest he's like ah. i'd be freaking out i'd be I like would, just just burn me alive at that point you know i mean he dies anyway so Those spiders are coming with me though yeah That's no i'm answer. not i'm not going out alone um but what a what a great opening and iconic sequence of him you know, trying to outweigh the idol and you know getting chased by the giant stone and something i, I wrote down to would you say that that is the most notorious nah,
1: is notorious the word i want nah, not i don't know if notorious is the word i want to use but most like famous indiana jones thing is the balancing the sandbag with the idol personally i think it would be yeah, yeah i N- think you know aside from the whip and the hat but it's i would say it's that because everyone a- most people know that whether you've seen indiana jones or not
0: yeah there's there's another scene in this movie that i think to me is really iconic because they even use it again in the third film, but it doesn't go quite as the way Dr. Jones thinks it's going to go. Um, one of the things I wrote down though, as a question, does the danger outweigh the worth of goal of the gold idol? Right. Or is it the, or, or is it worth the risk? Because he, he also dumps hand, he dumps sand out of the bag initially. Right. Yeah, And it's hard to, I how much a piece of gold weighs you, like you have especially a, if it's solid gold you know right you know so even though he took the precaution to get to get to it he then changes his mind about the weight of gold and then thinks he has it but then he just darts back through the traps and is, is missing all the darts ironically I mean you can't just have your main character killed right at the beginning of the movie it's like and it's over you could <laughs> you could and it would be a short film um and then like no we want to see more but we again i I think the the way there's this movie is just so well written because of how how soon we we see a, a hero do what he's do what he's doing right we see this and it's really like, like a secret identity right he's just He's an archaeologist, but he's he, he teaches. He's, at a, a, he's a treasure um, hunter. Yeah, right? it's it's a very interesting and combination. Te- and he's a professor. He's a doctor who teaches at a at a, at a university, right? Mm-hmm. And then wants to put things in museums because that's what he wants to do. That's what he believes is right. It's
1: like this is his side gig.
0: He's going in temples and yeah, gallivanting and, around and Nazis. the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 going into weird caves and countries that you wouldn't expect to find it, and just seeing you know these these tribes in 1936 of of all you know of all time periods and but we this is also where we see the intro of the villain belloc right we see the villain right in the beginning we know who he is we have we've identified him and now we are curious as to what his slight obsession in, in past with dr jones because we know that they've had a pass because he's always like one step ahead of them, mm. apparently. And I, I love uh, just the noises when he, when he gives him the idol and he runs and, and then Belloc turns, he's like, shh, shh, and he makes the, the little neck moves and then he's running for his life, right? And he gets in the plane and he finds uh or we find that he's terrified of snakes. There's a big snake in the plane, Jock. He's like, come on, grow the backbone, would you? And, and it, it's ironic because, again, they're they're setting up something that Indy is going to face on a very, very, very high multitude uh, factor of snakes yes. at some point later in the movie.
1: I hate snakes, Doc.
0: I hate them! And one of my other favorite parts is when he's teaching and he is... It's like all girls in his class, except for a few guys, right? Yeah. And the one chick in the beginning or in the front row, she's slowly closing her eyes, and it says, love you. So it's like, I love you. And he, he just stops dead in class. It's like two, he, he leans in to read, and she pauses her eyes when she blinks. Like, uh, uh, and he continues on, and then the bell rings. Oh, man. Indy. He's a character. No yeah. I love him. I mean... You talk about uh, students always showing up to class because they just think he's uh, highly attractive. But I I like the the next part, too. There's not a part I don't like, but I, I think the next scene really sets the whole plot of the movie. He gets this meeting from these two people from the CIA, which... Suits. Suits. Listen, they were idiots. He's like, have you never been to sunday school or you never heard anything about the art you guys ever go to sunday school what's the ark and what's the what? Ark? what's the bible what's the ark what what happened in the middle east that's really the CIA guys if you if the cia is listening to that that's you guys yeah you guys are idiots now and you were and you were back then so um sorry not sorry but it's again this is where john williams has this composition with with the music here, as as Indy is explaining things, he kind of gives us this historical update for them about finding the map room in, in Tannis and kind of what goes, what, what what happened, you know, supposedly, and then what they, I guess, are going to attempt to do. And like, so, well, we have to find this medallion because that's the key to finding something in the in the map room, and so that takes Indy to Nepal, mm. which we get a very cool bar scene with another one of our main characters uh marion uh ravenwood and she's uh slamming shots with this big beefy dude it's, it's gotta be whiskey e- right yeah you would think. i would think so because it, it didn't say it what dark. they were yeah it was it was a brown drink so i mean obviously it was water with food coloring in it so we're just going to say it's whiskey
1: that we know of so far.
0: <laughs> yeah. they uh, Karen Allen and the other dude, I think his name is Patrick something. They were uh, just slamming whiskey in, in, in the, listen, maybe, maybe they wanted a method acted out. Let's just get hammered. So we're going to get hammered, Steven, and just <laughs> roll what happens afterward. And then we'll have to pick up the next day to shoot the following scenes with Indy and the Nazis. So we can actually not be super wasted. Exactly. And and I can rem- remember my lines because obviously just slamming drinks is easy to do. And, uh, it's a pretty cool, cool scene with, with Marion because we, we see again, the, the past uh, between her, uh, between Marion and, and Indy. And there's obviously a, uh, some sexual tension there.
1: Yes. There's a past. Yeah, there's
0: definitely a past. And, you know, if you've ever seen the crystal skull, you know, they have a, Kid, uh, who's not going to be in the fifth movie, ironically, but I wonder why. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, they, just, wrote, him, maybe they, they wrote him off good. I would say, hopefully, mud
1: just, muck. What was his name?
0: Muck, it's not worth remembering, mm. in my opinion. It was a weird name. It was, it's like he was trying to be someone like a character out of grease. He, he was a greaser, dog, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, good, good old, good old Shia. Nothing against his acting it. Mutt. M-U-T-T. Mutt. A little on the nose, but anyway. Yo,
1: here's the thing, okay? I'm gonna say something very outlandish, but Shia Buff is a fantastic actor.
0: Oh no, no. I no, I I love And his I acting. loved him in Crystal Skull.
1: And I love I th- Crystal I, Skull,
0: except <sighs> the third act. Love is probably you not know, the word I, I
1: want to use for Crystal Skull, but I do
0: it's it's my I least know. favorite out of the out of all three. Or four, sorry. I, I would say that. I would definitely say that. I haven't watched it in a while. And again, when we do eventually review it, maybe my thoughts then will be different. I'm telling you, man. If you just got to watch it.
1: And then once it gets to the third act, you're just going to have to realize that the third act is not is going to fall apart a little bit. Oh, I know the third act and that's act okay. Sucks. And <laughs> that's okay. You just have to look past it because you've already made it two-thirds of the way up. You made it through the jungle fight with the monkeys and the, the giant... <laughs> The giant, uh, the the Russian tanks, the it, magical ants. Apparently, that... oh the magical ants! I forgot about the ants. Listen, yeah, an ant- Crystal Skulls a weird one, but let, yeah. let's not hate too much on it.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. There's a cool part about the the bar scene though, where Marion, when she's confronted with Airmac, she refers to him as Airmac, but that's actually not his name. His name is Major Arnold Todd but it's spelled t o h t but it's pronounced as if you, if your name was todd but t o d and it's actually the german word for death huh so his name is major death apparently which uh, you know uh that was what the nazis did um uh we have we have the movie playing on in the background and ironically it's this scene we're talking about he is an ugly son of a b- too i would like to point out yeah i mean he's not
1: appealing to look at
0: quote good old tangerine from bullet train uh ermac has a very punchable face oh man he has a punchable face i think all nazis have a punchable oh all, punchable all face. nazis have a punchable face Deserve but to be this one in the is face. just like oh man you want to punch him so hard you break his glasses you want to punch through him into yeah punch his face into a wall yes exactly F- Nazis yeah um. So he obviously burns his hand, right? He's um. He burns his hand trying to. Pick oh up yeah, doesn't he? Doesn't he try to reach for the medallion yeah. or something?
1: <laughs> I think he's actually about to pop up.
0: Yeah, and he runs outside like a, and has to put his hand in in the in the snow. Fun fact: the guy who originally was offered the role to play Major Todd, his name was Klaus, Kazinski, huh, or Kansky? Sorry. And he said, "The script is moronically sh-ty. Uh-huh. <laughs> jokes on you, Klaus." What's his filmography? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Right. I didn't even bother bother <laughs> to look after that because I'm like, you just had probably one of the most ignorant sentences ever known in history about one of the biggest IPs and movies in history. So, Dude, script is not bad for this. The script is awesome. Yeah, and. I think it was you know for this kind of movie and I'm like what do you mean for this kind of movie dude it's actually there an weren't adventure. any other movies like this in 1981 not to mention it was the highest grossing movie of 1981 how much did it make yeah so this movie made 390 million dollars in the box office in 1981 mm-hmm. and we just checked to see what that was for inflation And it was a whopping, what? Uh,
1: $1,341,261,066.
0: So it's essentially what Avatar does now, or a a super big and and well-written Marvel movie. So, Klaus, joke's on you, bud. That'd be
1: like if Robert Downey Jr. was like, ah, Iron Man. Fuck that guy. I'm good. Bam. <laughs> Turn, how much did he make off of Endgame? Like, like 78 million of one damn movie? Uh, yeah,
0: of that movie. Yeah. What a legend. And, and I know that this role isn't the biggest, but at the same time, you're still remembered and, I mean, obviously immortalized via film at that point. So, and I don't know a lot of people that would like to pass up on that, but... Hey, you know, to each their own, right? We all make stupid choices in life and have to deal with it. Exactly. Don't know what he did after that. Instead, don't care because uh, you're not an Indiana Jones. Exactly. Yeah. So the, I think it's funny, and this happens a lot in, in movies where you think movies are, are in a certain location, but they're filmed somewhere else, right? Yeah. And this was actually film like what's going on right now they're saying that this is in uh, in egypt but it's actually not <laughs> this is actually in tunisia which is funny because huh. of my actual ties to someone who <laughs> <laughs> has family and, and is part tunisian so mm-hmm. tunis the cool fun fact though that spielberg did because it was so hot there when they were filming he compressed filming from six weeks Four and a half weeks, so a man shaved off a week and a half of filming because it was so hot goals like pff, goals, yeah, I mean it's like we're we need to speed this up and we're just gonna not well also isn't this
1: you know the scene when they are in Egypt trying to escape and do whatever and Indians fighting these henchmen um
0: they're yeah they're they're essentially was,
1: Arabs that are hired by the Nazis, well he was um it's where we get that infamous, like, it's not really an ad lib, but more of instead of him having to whip out and do all this stuff because he was actually so sick, Harrison Ford just pulled out the gun and shot the guy.
0: That's the other scene that yeah. I was referring to, like, yeah. the, the, the iconic it, scene. It, it, a, the whole street clears, and it's just do with a huge-ass simulator Doing his tricks, and he's, he's just like, like, all right, buddy, I have a gun. <laughs> boom, shoots him once, and then they steal his sword. Yep. So Bradley takes his sword from the dead body (laughs) and it's street life's tough, you know, especially in 1936 over there. But there's a lot of interesting parts that come after that with Andy thinking that Marion is dead meets with Sala has to take the kids back. Then they go to see this old man who knows how to read the medallion and this shit of a monkey that monkey tries to poison indiana jones like who does that who hires a monkey to kill someone well i guess the nazis do so the nazis you know pff, well f- them <laughs> and it's it's not until there's this sort of weird like i don't see like an it's playing in the background now there it is and shot dead <laughs>
1: amazing he's
0: holding the whip in the other hand he just puts his gun back in his and he's like all right where's the where are these baskets <laughs> but the old man reads what's on the front and the back medallion and then it clicks in their head because they're thinking where did they get where did they get this knowledge from to read in the map room and the nazis try to recreate the medallion based on what was burned into air Max's hand, hand. And some of the lettering that's in there, and, oh my god, they don't have the back of it. And then they both say, they're digging in the wrong place. is too long. They're They're digging digging in the the wrong wrong place. place. And then, uh, I think, what was the song? Sal was like, I am the monarch of the sea. I am the ruler of the... I am the monarch of the sea. I am the ruler of the... And stops, and you see the dar- the date being tossed in the air in slow motion by Andy, <laughs> and then Solid just grabs it and says, "Bad dates,
1: bad dates."
0: I love I love that line. Just I don't know, it's so simple, but and then you get that cool shot from the ceiling, look, looking down. Yeah, and there's the dead monkey with the with the other dates. F- that monkey. Hey, serves you right. Stupid. Which the monkey's dumb. Uh, well, the guy the guy poisons it, right? The dude with the eye patch. But it's his monkey. And then you and then the monkey comes in and eats it and dies. Like he just gave it away. Stupid monkey. Anyway, nothing against monkeys, but that monkey's stupid.
1: Does that monkey technically count as a Nazi? Or is it just like a freelance thing at that point? Do you know what I mean? I think it's more of a freelance thing. Yeah. But you're still the monkey in tries association tries
0: to, with. Yeah, guilty Nazis. by association. Yeah. And, and see, the monkey tries to play both sides. Like, even in the scene here, it's like, oh, poor Indy, your your girl just died. Let me try and be all cute on a table for you. But by the way, I'm going to rat on where you are so you get poisoned and die. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, people who train pets all the time to do some crazy shit the other funny thing though too about this about this scene uh when when marion is dead and he goes to see Balak again Mm -hmm. it's like he just can't seem to get away from him we saw him in south america now he sees him in the middle east it's like dude i cannot get away from you and and i love the part where he's like you want to talk to god you want to talk to god let's go see him together i've got nothing better let's go talk to him i ain't got nothing to lose and he's just about to pick, to take out his gun right and and all, all the other uh you know, hired arabs there mm-hmm. have guns just waiting and then the kids come and save them which is uh i don't know if i really paid attention to the line but but salah says I, I knew i'd find you there you know better than the u.s marines right and i'm like did I just never pay attention to that line? But I think it's the first time he's mentioned like the, like the Marines or maybe I've never paid attention to it.
1: I've never paid attention to it. That's for but sure. But to think about it,
0: you know, the Marines in the 1936. Interesting. Yeah. The other part that we eventually get to that comes after the, the bad date scene is when Sala and Indy, Or actually go into the the map room right Mm. I love I I love these scenes where again you get this ominous music from John Williams and you've got Indy looking at his 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 book with all these notes which is just cool because it's all this archaeological and historical information that they've sort of gathered and he sort of theorized and and and, uh, he's tried to write write Mm -hmm. out much like his old man yeah as we find out in like the last crusade but then when he figures out which hole it is and he puts the stick in because they know how high the stick needs to be. And then you get the, the beam of light come down and it like points points where it is. And then he figures it out and breaks the stick. And then Saul's already been captured. Nazi flag comes down so he can get out. But then he finds that Marion's alive and decides to leave her there because he's like,
1: I. I'm good.
0: The other funny thing to you about that part is she's like, she's yelling. She's like, well, get me out of here, Joel. Come on. And I'm like, dude. How did no one... There's people literally on the other side of that tent. There's a there's a huge camp of, of Nazis. No one hears her say that. Movie magic, baby. It, it's it's not so much... Movie, movie, yeah, it's like just the... But also at the same <laughs> the time, weird they're in the middle of the desert context. at this point, and they're
1: like digging. And my,
0: my excuse is, or my justification rather, is that there's so much other ambiance and noise yes. and talking that, that just doesn't bleed through. It doesn't pierce the other noises that are, that are happening and, and that's fine. But listen, I, I can attest that, um, you know, some, some Arab women are just loud. <sighs> <laughs> total, total inside joke. And some of you listeners might, might know what I'm referring to, but, um, oh. I love them. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Love you. So the other, and it was that part I wrote down, I was watching it again, that the John Williams music gave, always gives me like chills. Um, and then ironically too, you get this crazy ominous storm approaching when Indy starts to dig and he has, he's hired his own little crew yep. and it's at night and it's just, he's looking around like, I'm like, they're in the desert and there's this giant ass storm approaching and it's pretty ironic too. Because, and it makes sense because this is where the well, it's the well of souls. And it, people might miss it, but it, when they first draw back the stone slab, of, that's the entrance, you can actually see this visual effect that looks like there's souls um, escaping it. Or I, I, that's what it looks like to me, but it could be just like this weird smoke kind of evaporating from it or something like that. But I think it'd be cooler if it was like actual souls because of what's what's down there. And oh, like when they move that—that that, the giant stone slab to go in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, another very famous scene is when they see the the Indy. Why does the floor move? Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, "Asps, very dangerous. You go first Asps, very dangerous. You go first. And uh, yeah, we see Indy confront his fear. Plot twist. Yeah, you got to go into a giant chamber of snakes. Indy have fun. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? And, Terrifying, by the way. Oh yeah, I, I love snakes, but being in a pit of them, I'd crap my pants. I don't. I'm not even ashamed to say that. And of course, the first thing that happens too is when he's when he's there, he con- is confronted by a king cobra which no big deal that's kill him and that would be it funny fact though about that that i I learned that's the other fun fun part from the i mentioned that at the the start so to make it seem like there were a bunch of snakes there they they cut a they cut up a bunch of hoses and threw them down there and threw them down there but they also went to every pet store in london and got all the snakes they could find because if you look there there are a lot of actual yeah. real life snakes yeah but then if you notice other parts and i think knowing this you can tell where there are actual you know probably, yeah probably going back and looking at it you can i think and they also grabbed weeds from the set of dagobah and the empire strikes back really and through those giant weeds and everything like that on the set for Raiders. Yep. Huh. Yep. Crazy, right?
1: I mean, I guess Lucas wrote it and Yeah, it's gonna say like it. the same
0: guys are like, "Hey, uh, so So I know you're done shooting there. Can we Can, can we, we borrow some of that? Can we just take some of these roots and throw them in this giant snake pit?" The other funny well, I don't want to say the other fun fact, if you will call it fun, is a python actually died by the king cobra. Like a, The cobra bit this python and killed it. <laughs> Damn. I don't know what happened, but I could just imagine. Well, you got a pit full of snakes. Yeah, you got a you pit. This, this python probably was like, hey, cobra, dude, back off or I'll constrict you. And the cobra just says, F- around and find out. And then the, and the python probably went in to constrict it. And the uh, cobra just bites it dude. and is... And it's like, ha, idiot, you're dead. There was one other uh, fun fact about that too, or that scene is you can actually see the, there's, there's glass that separates Indy and the Cobra. Same thing when Marion falls in the pit later. Yeah. The Cobra actually spit venom on the glass when they were filming that because the snake was startled. And it huh. was just like, attack. Wow! So they could have just gotten bit and poisoned at that at that glass there. I mean, I don't think the, the snake was strong enough to, to break the glass. Obviously, but to think, like you just, I would never mess around with the king cobra, never. Never in a million years. Let me
1: rephrase that. I will never mess around with any snake. I'm good.
0: I mean, non-poisonous snakes are you know are are fine. But listen, unless there's a professional there, I'm not. I've done some stupid stuff when I was a kid with snakes. Like we would go trying to find snakes, but never once came across a poisonous snake. And I, even to this day, I, I just, I'm not trying to get bitten poisoned. So, yeah, I'm good. Hard pass on the snakes. Yeah, and <laughs> I like the drunk, the drunk, or the 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 drinking scene rather between Belloc and Marion. She's drinking his family's label. I grew up with this. <laughs> it's my family <laughs> label. But we know she can drink like a champ. So she's out drinking him, but then she tries to escape and doesn't and then she still gets thrown into the pit with Indy and I I love even though it's sad, but you you hear this, you hear the no when they're sliding the slab back over yep. and just, you know, to shut it up idea why dr jones whatever are you doing in such a nasty place i'm saying that he'll be an archaeological find of his of his own later on psych he escapes (laughs) you thought the other well there's another interesting part too where there well indy finds a way out marion is trying to get out she finds a room of of a bunch of skeletons right dead bodies mm-hmm. and skeletons and there's this giant python crawling or sliding Through out of the, the, skulls. the skulls like mouth or whatever and i don't know if that was real i tried to find if it was actually karen allen screaming but it just sounds like she was screaming at the top of her lungs like the high pitched. like i'm not i'm not even gonna imitate it but please don't yeah i know i don't want to throw up my voice but she just it's this high pitch scream and it's not for very long because then Indy's like Marion over here, and <laughs> I find a way. Let me let me push this couple hundred pounds stone out, and we can escape through it. Lightweight I mean, look, baby, yeah, lightweight, yeah, buddy. And I, I gotta say, I love the action scenes in this movie because they don't. There's a lot of scenes in this movie where. There aren't there. There isn't any dialogue, but yet the scene is so well done and captivating that you don't need to have any dialogue in it. Like like we're in the background, that's when yeah. We're looking at the the maps, the map room scene, and but when Indy and Marion meet up with Sala again, it's like Indy, we need to we need to get to the truck for to save the arc. Is like truck, what truck?
1: Truck, what truck?
0: And there's this huge sequence of, of him on, on a truck, you know, kicking soldiers out and he's going into this fight, gets shot in the arm, it runs over the driver, right? And then
1: And he, doesn't he almost fall off a cliff?
0: Yeah. And and then somehow gets the arc to this this ship where Sala knows some dudes, mercenaries, and they agree to take him back. But then that 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 whole plan is is foiled. Because then, the, then the Nazis end up stopping him anyway. They ca- they catch wind, which I'm like, man, that wasn't that didn't take very long for them to catch wind. But of course, if they're navigating the waters, you know, which again, tr- strategically, I would have too. Yep. They're like, we're gonna check every single boat, and uh, and they do, and they find the Ark and Marion. No Indiana Jones. But there's a funny scene.
1: Oh, yeah! Doesn't the captain like hide Indiana Jones he, or something? He he like was in a hiding.
0: Yeah, that's where Indy was hiding. But Mm -hmm. he's like, I killed him. And he's like, okay. Okay, bud. Sure you did.
1: I killed him.
0: Uh, There's a funny part, though. They're in the... Marion and Indy are in the room. And he's just trying to rest. And she flips the mirror over and hits him, like, right in the face. And he lets out this huge bellowing yell. And then she's like, did you say something? It's like... No, you just... Broke his jaw. Well, not really broke his jaw, but <laughs> smacked him in the face with a mirror. With the- if any, if anything would have broken his jaw, it would have been that fight with that giant dude by the airplane, W-wing airplane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he got bladed. But the other, the other funny part after that, the mirror scene, is when he's he's like, well, kiss me here, and here. And finally gets her gets him uh, gets her to kiss him on the lips, and as soon as he does, he just passes out <laughs> insane like my dude just wanted to rest oh. he's been through hell since he well if you think about it he's been through hell since South america so and then everything else that's taken place from nepal to to to, to egypt and and now on, on the on a ship, it's been a tough time, and
1: my, my guy's tired.
0: Yeah, and we get this other ominous scene where this rat or this mouse—I think it was a rat—that was on the ship is in excruciating pain because of this warbling taking place from the the <sighs> the box that the, the crate that the the arc's in it starts to burn the Nazi symbol, the swastika. Which rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a Nazi, and you got something uh, <fucked> Nazis precious to to a re- religious culture. So, and and it was interesting because Belloc is he's obsessed with this Jewish ritual, right? And the ending, and the the one Nazi officer is like, "Oh, are you sure we need to do this?" And he kind of gets manipulated into, are "You sure you wouldn't want to bring this to your Führer?" Hmm. You know, without the Ten Commandments and blah blah blah, which, you know, Belloc is a hypocrite. Yeah, like I'm thinking this entire time, I'm like, are you, are you, are you really Jewish, Bo? Because I, I don't think anyone else in their right mind would do that, unless you're that self self obsessed and, and corrupted. I think it's both. You know, like it's like nepotism he's he he's just he doesn't care about anything else or or who who he has to hurt who has to step on you'd think that he would have sided with jones to stop the nazis like ditch the nazis help 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 me i think Belloc could have said or should have said to, to jones like help me ditch the nazis so i can do this for for the archaeological find and then we and we take it wherever you know and nope let me counter no yeah (laughs) yeah and i think the ending is also one of the best parts and i think is (laughs) very memorable and i was reading the way they needed to shoot it and film it based on what happens at the end is because of when belloc's head explodes because of the arc, because of the arc, but they were like, it's too gruesome. We need, we can't, we we, we can't uh, label it PG because apparently back in 1981, PG 13 didn't exist. No, so it was either like G, PG, or R, and so they're saying it was rated R. And I'm like, this movie rated R? You are crazy. But of course, that, that's 40 years ago.
1: You know, it is noted that when he does, you know, look in, basically. Yeah, when he, he, one, he, he sticks
0: one, his hand in there and he, he's like, it's just sand. Oh boy, and boy is he wrong. Aramak is laughing and there's this aha moment that Jones has, right? And actually right before that too, when he, he has the, he, gra- he grabs a missile launcher, you know, like a little, little bazooka, mm-hmm. right? He has the opportunity to surprise attack them Shoot the back end where all the soldiers are. Don't shoot it in the front where the Ark is. You take out half the Nazi soldiers. You have the high ground. We all know how the high ground works to people's advantages. Mm -hmm. And retreat. Have other weaponry right there. So you can start to take out other people. You know, they're going to be... Balog's going to say, no, 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 no. Protect the Ark and the girl. And all the Nazis are going to be so concerned with, with Jones, which would have worked out because then they could have aborted the whole mission. And ultimately Jones could have, and would have had the upper hand, but he chooses to not. And he just like, he he just, he's, he ruins his position. Like Belloc, hello. And they're like, Jones, Jones. Jones, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, blow up the ark. Jones, I'm gonna blow up the ark, Renee. He he can't do it because he realizes the uh, the value that it that it has huge significance. Yeah, and so when they're tied up and he has that aha moment that there's another there's this spiritual presence there, and that. That's when the inside of the ark starts to change. It goes from sand to like this black lightning, you know. And you start to see these these souls. Then the souls start start to to go and fly around, and they look all pretty. And then Jones is like, "Shut your eyes, whatever happens." And don't look. Marion, don't look at it. Shut your eyes, Marion. Don't look at it, no matter what happens. And they're going like through the Nazi soldiers, and and then there's this change in music and then they look like their face turns to these you know scary ghoulish skeletons and Belloc screams like a like a, a wuss mm-hmm. like a bitch yeah b**** Nazi uh, yeah what up
1: <laughs> just know that on this channel we will we will always talk Nazis 100% yes. yes including Mads Mikkelsen in Indiana Jones 5
0: whenever that comes out yeah, eh, it'll be coming in uh, June, right? Yeah, June. Uh, damn. Yeah, soon. I, I think it's like right before my birthday. Ironically, we'll be reviewing that, of course. So, happy birthday! Uh, but I love, I love when the Nazi soldier in charge and Belloc, or no, and and uh, and Ermac, their faces melt
1: oh yeah, do the straps melt off?
0: Yeah, that was done by this weird time-lapse that they, they used to do back then and and then Belloc's head literally explodes serves him right and then everyone else there's like this orange lightning that shoots out from the arc and goes through like every Nazi soldier Lightning Fire
1: Power of God or something
0: And my thought is this lighting wasn't just like normal lighting. It was like, whatever soul you might have is just gone. Gone. Like it's, it's like, you can't see anything behind their eyes. It's just an empty shell. And, uh, yeah, serves, serves, serves them right to all of them. Imagine if they would open the ark and like Nazi Germany and just, it would have eradicated oh, all man. like, <laughs> it's like, ah, they're all dead. GG. The war is over guys. But, uh, it didn't quite happen that way, so, which is funny because it, it could have, it could have, it, it could have happened that way. If this guy was like, "All right, let's take it to the Führer," he, he he could have said, "I don't care, we're taking it anyway." Maybe afterward, we you know the Führer can let you do whatever he wants, right? That thing is scary looking, bro. <laughs> I told you it would be all right, bruh. One of the most dangerous sticks in the world, staring right at me could strike at literally any millisecond. Oh my God. No wracking. Yeah. Just turn around. <laughs> he just escaped death, literal death. And then just burns the rest of the snakes at the end though, the very, very end when they're sitting back around with the two bozos from the CIA and it's like, you guys get the money, right? And Jones is like, yeah, yeah, we got the money. It's not, it's not about the money. It's, it's where, where's the arc? Why don't we have the ark here? Where is it? So we, we want we want it. It needs to be researched. This is about history. This is about archaeology. This is about the study of archaeology. Jones isn't in it for the money, right? And we get another top, uh, another another famous line. Who's it guarded by? Doctor
1: Jones. We have top men working on it right
0: now. Top men. Who? Top, men. Top, men. And then it, you know. Boom, boom, zoom. <laughs> it just. I'm thinking, how ginormous is this warehouse? Oh, it's- that has thousands of boxes. We find out later in you the crystal find skull. Find out later that crystal skull's in there somewhere. But I wanted to, and we, we we see that there's one box that has the arc in it, and there's little like, huh, little, little callback. Yeah. And all that. But, you know, the thing the thing with that scene, too, is it creates this other imagination of... What else is in there? And this is in 1936 as well. Yeah. This isn't like there's that much stuff f- in the years 2023.
1: This is before World War II. Yeah. You know, this was before a lot of the, the European art was either stolen, destroyed, or, you know, hidden somewhere. Yeah. Taken. So what else is in there?
0: Yeah, it, it's 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 interesting. And I, I think, you know, again, to write it that way and to think about what other possible things you could you know go on this rabbit hole of looking online like what are these other weird artifacts that people could have chased after mm-hmm. back then or maybe from the you know, the eighteen hundreds. You know, maybe there's stuff from, you know, again other other you know countries that could have been brought over, or or, or whatever, right? So, um, it, it, it's interesting, and I don't know if it's it was like too much of a far fetched stretch to do something like that. It's done, you know. It is what it is, but eh, a little bit of a happy ending because of uh, Doctor Jones getting getting the girl, you know. And I mean, kind of. Yeah, they I mean, she's kinda. like go out for a drink, you know, a drink.
1: Come on, buy a drink. You know,
0: a drink. Which she's smiling at him. I'm like, uh, it might be hey, more than more than just a drink. Hey, you know, because she was like, "Go, Doctor." Because she she makes the she makes the notion when they're on the ship. She's like, "We never get a break, do we?" Well, now you do. Now you do. Right? Now you do. And uh, yeah, now the the. The fun part of of this of this show, we talk about ratings. What do you give it? Ah, uh, man! I, I have a two part question, actually. What's that? What's your rating, and is it the best Indiana Jones movie? So it is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. Uh, if I had to rate, in or rank in order my favorite movies, I would go.
1: One, three two four. One three two four. So yep. Raiders, Crusade, uh, Crusade, Temple. Temple, Crystal Skull. Yep. Okay. Yep. Honestly, I feel like it's kind of the same. Yeah. When I, when I was younger, I used to like Temple of Doom more because um Oh god, what's the kid's name? You buy short uh Short Round, short round? because yeah. of Short Round, but also because it was so different than the other ones. But then when you, then I got older and grew up and realized that the Temple of Doom is random as shit it compared really to the, the other ones. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, oh, hey, you know what? Let's do Temple of Doom and then come back to the chronological order of certain things. And you're just like,
0: all right, this is what we're doing. Yeah, it, it seemed super sporadic to me in terms of what he would do. And, and it kind of was like the way he sort of gets roped into it but i i i like the i like the temple of doom i i don't dislike it it's just it's not to me it's not better than raiders for sure and it's not better than than the last crusade for a number of reasons and i think when we get yeah. to the, those movies we'll we'll talk about it but um looking at imdb right now and it from critics and this is the one time I'll probably agree with the critics and say that these critics are right. And the audience score 96% for both. Wow. 96% wow, really? dude. And this is over two, this is what over 250,000 ratings. Wow. 96% on both of them. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is insane. Yeah, IMDb is a little is slightly different, but it it's uh, not quite an even split between people giving it a, a, a ten, nine, or eight. The the votes are off b- by uh, like a percentage or two. So uh, there, are, you know, plenty. Are there of any one star
1: reviews on this movie?
0: According to IMDb, there there's point six percent of the of the people voted on here that thought this movie was a one I just want to like
1: I want to read one and, <laughs> and and you know see the reasoning to what cuz I have a I have a very good friend who does not like Indiana Jones and cannot stand maybe cannot stand is probably not the word but definitely Joy. over oh, is oh, is is in the firm believer that uh you know Temple of Doom is I'm sorry not Temple of Doom um uh Lost Star Raiders is uh overrated very much overrated i don't think it is do i know this person i don't think you do okay you might no i don't think you do okay i
0: was just gonna say you know guy (laughs) (laughs) just kidding yeah i'm like well listen everyone has their own opinion um but to anyone that would really give this movie anything less than a six out of ten like a sixty percent out of out of a hundred see I don't think it's lower than 70 oh yeah no I, I would yeah we'll even we'll even bring that up because like again according to IMDB nine point nine percent of the of the people that voted voted at a seven out of ten and then you've got a ton that voted at either ten nine or eight but I think based on the frequency of raiders i mean dude just just clicking on, on on rotten tomatoes right now this post was done four days ago still the greatest the pacing the exposition dialogue action music sound effects never heard a man punch like indiana jones yes 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 that
1: is punching in this movie review.
0: is one of my favorites the way they did it was like they, they took i think um they bundled up, uh, I think something in like 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 a leather jacket, and they would hit it with like a, a piece of wood. But it, it's again, it's an iconic, iconic legendary punch. So, what do you give Raiders of the Lost Ark? Uh, I was going to give it a nine point five, so like a ninety five. But but uh, to me though, as well, I, I don't have anything that I I I dislike about this. So, t- in some cases, like there are very few movies, and you know this because you know me. That I give a ten out of ten. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back is one of them. Mm-hmm. Return of the King is one of them. Extended uh, edition. I, oh, let's be clear. By the way, whenever whenever he's talking about Lord of the Rings, he's, it's he's always he's, the extended. <laughs> the extended cuts. Two Towers, Fellowship of the Ring, always extended. So that's about twenty hours of uh,
1: movie. If you guys have time for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll do it in a day. I don't care. But I think I could potentially give Raiders. A ten, a ten out of ten. I just I, like there's, there's, again, like to think about. There's, there actually a lot of these reviews are, are done this month alone. Dude, it's you think about like, it, it. It came out. It came out in 1981.
1: It. It's got the rewatch, the rewatch value of it is just insane
0: because, um, it's just such a good f-ing movie. Like, I, I, I could scroll through page after page after page, and it's just five. Five-star, four-star, five-star, four-star, four-and-a-half. Like, I mean, nine out of ten, what a film and what a character. Hands-on, the greatest movie ever made. True classic. All right,
1: it's not the greatest film ever made. Yeah, I know, let's, but... you know, let I like get two out of hand individual who left the review on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. See, my score is going to sit with like a, like a 93, 94, I think. Because when you watch it... Which is it, respectable, yeah. There is... Uh, there's not really any dull, slow parts throughout the movie at all.
0: Yeah, as I'm you know? saying like it, like the the plot in this movie was so well written. Again, like Lawrence Kasdan wrote it, so you know, wrote the screenplay, and I mean, think this this also goes back when you think George Lucas was you know writing great stories, uh, not directing, but but writing. Oh jeez, and you you get this wonderful piece of art and uh, it's just like just this this person here says what a classic this movie even after many decades this this movie is still fantastic it's funny enthralling surprisingly bloody and dark it's just so fun to revisit harrison ford is indiana jones and i'm pretty sure no one else will will uh will be able to play this character it's just an enthralling classic that's true this isn't something that can be remade. I don't. I know there was at one point rumors like, "Oh, Chris Pratt's going to take over." And I'm like, I-, I love Chris Pratt, but don't you dare, dare try to be Indiana Jones when when Harrison Ford is still alive. And, and, and this is the character he, he actually likes to do, not Han Solo, which he hated, which he hated and wanted to get killed off in, uh, after Empire, but, but also for Indiana, Indiana Jones or for Harrison Ford, though I mean. He had had the opportunity to to portray two of the biggest known characters in the history of cinema.
1: Let me rephrase that for you guys listening. He didn't just play two of the greatest characters ever created. He played two of the coolest people that us as kids wanted to be Uh, and pretended to be while watching the movies and reenacting the scenes in our bedroom. Yeah.
0: People people still to this day dress up as as Han Solo And as Indiana Jones, I mean, they're, they're, they're timeless characters. And that's why this movie is still still that great. And it's, it's timeless. Like it's, it'll never, it'll never be, it'll never be bad. I'll, you know, I'll watch it another 40 years and still think the same thing. I'm sure. So, well, oh, oh, this is in Spanish. I don't know why it's. Can I can I get a translator over here? Oh, Siege, where are you at? Oh God, um, I could potentially.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I let's see something about history, something about Nazis. Let it be known that The Plot Strikes Back
1: gives this a, a very high score. That we would love to debate with you all about if you all think that this is not a good movie or if you think it warrants a lower score. Uh, for those of you listening doesn't. out here that know I'm talking about you, then you know where to find me. Um, I will find you. But let's, but as always, let's just talk about the movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, I would love to hear why you think this is bad, overrated, amazing, whatever the case is. Um, what
0: are your favorite parts, favorite lines, characters? It's an hour and 55 minutes, too, which, again. And
1: it, like I said earlier, it's not a slow par so it moves quick yeah you
0: i know. mean if you can if you can nail a movie with pacing in two hours then you, you've you got a good flick yeah that's a fact be sure to uh hit us up on our twitter soon still waiting
1: on uh, nick day to create the uh the twitter here but but just know that when we do create it <laughs> we're gonna be active and we're gonna be on there doing all kinds of stuff
0: every every post will be a notification when there are when there's new material released and maybe just some some polls about you know what are some other potential you know throwback movies we'll we'll review in a month and we'll we'll take some of that amalgamated statistics and and data and and then we'll discuss while we're probably working on it at the gym and seeing what what our release schedule will be like. So more like arguing over yeah the the he'll set be doing movies. a set and I'll be I'll <laughs> I'll try I'll be explaining why we should do this movie and then and then I'll I'll do my set and then he'll do the same thing and then I'll have time to think and then we'll by the end of the workout we'll have figured out at least a, a few movies that, <laughs> that we'll review yeah
1: just know that there will be another episode
0: yes to this podcast. Yeah, um we we're, we're debating on what's coming out Monday.
1: Yeah, that's true. We I guess we need to Well, we'll, we'll figure it out.
0: It's it's Carlisle's uh himself's birthday next week at some point. So we won't we won't we won't we relate do, what we, day. We well, we do know what, what movie we're doing next Thursday.
1: Yes. It single-handedly the coolest movie ever <laughs> made. Uh ever simply put it is a 10 out of 10 in my books and you guys are just gonna have to wait to listen to that one.
0: I, I, I want to throw a, a line in there, but that this one line also might throw it away. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to refrain because this movie also has fantastic characters. Don't even get me started. GIFs and, and, and lines. So don't get me started. Just tune in. Yes. Yeah, so you won't want to miss next Thursday's episode as well. Another, another, another classic film and, stay tuned for the monday release there's potentially two movies that we'll 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 throw out because they actually are i think new to to streaming services yeah
1: yeah so yeah beginning of the month so it could be a toss-up as far as what we what we get but uh once we get this twitter going if you know of any movies you would love for us to not only watch but to review um let us know because we would love to hear it. Um, we would love to hype it up, talk <laughs> about it, do all kinds of stuff with it. Um, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah. But just talk about movies.
0: And I, I We'll also set the precedence too, because I mean, this is only episode three and, and of the three movies we've watched, we, we've given generous ratings to, and I think that's going to be the case for a lot of throwback movies because throwback, throwback They're movies classic, tend to be classics hey. and, and and in a well-made and that's sort of the point of having like a, a good feeling conversation to talk about uh, amongst each other and 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 you you everyone that's listening right now now new movies presents a little bit of a um, you know you know a, a what if it's not good so it, i don't want people to think that we just give everything a high score because i'm sure there will be films out there that will receive a lower score than what we've been handing out i could just throw one i could throw one one movie out there right now aka the lighthouse (laughs) and we would not get a good score by austin because there's a funny backstory about that that we'll save for another time but that's just a movie that would not get a nine out of ten from either of us or an eight out of ten in my book or maybe even it's like a six out of ten from me. I'm just gonna say it right okay, now. Okay, so here's the thing. All right. There are very
1: few movies on this planet that I don't like or hate even. Very few movies. Um The Lighthouse, unfortunately, is uh could be one of those. Um, you know, but the movies that are bad, you will know. Yeah, you will know. Trust me, because yeah. uh, sometimes it's hard to hold those back, you know those those feelings. But at the same time, the reasons you know there are so many good movies out there is because there are so many out there, and we plan to cover as many of those good movies as we can. Yep, with the occasional terrible one. Um, yeah, and that could be something as I don't know the Lighthouse or. You know, Plan Nine from Outer Space, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, but it's a terrible movie.
0: Yeah, or um, the Last Jedi. But you know, that's to be determined at another date.
1: <laughs>
0: we're, not even, we're, not, we're not we're not going down there because we'll be talking for another hour. <laughs> yeah, that's just uh, just no mention Ryan it. Johnson,
1: please, please. To, I, I like
0: Knives Out. I liked Knives Out. I love Knives Out. Yeah, I know you didn't like glass onion as it's much. not
1: it's not that i didn't like it okay it's just one day we'll cover that listeners we'll cover do you
0: that. want us to talk about glass onion a knives out tale
1: yes if you guys if you guys want us to talk about fucking glass onion then then we'll movie. talk about <laughs> glass onion and i will i will share you all my my thoughts here and, uh, and we'll talk
0: about it i just love movies good or bad i can talk about them all day true same here so <laughs> Uh, we thank you for listening, all of you out there. We thank you for your support. Uh, please continue to share this with your friends, your family. It'll be a easier to do once we release it on Twitter, which my hope is when this episode goes live on Thursday, I'll have created a Twitter and the Episode will be posted on said Twitter, so then you could just do a little uh, arrow share with your friends, group chat doesn't matter who it is. You could find us on Apple Podcasts, you can find us on Spotify as well. Uh, I believe Amazon Music is uh, now too. Oh, hey, yeah. Nice. So just expanding the the, ser- the search opportunities out there, and you know, letting people pick their their platforms which i think majority is either apple or spotify but you know you, you never know people could be like i like google or i like iHeartRadio radio or Amazon pandora music pandora yeah so i love pandora and um with that being said again thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode of austin and i covering indiana jones raiders of the lost ark this is us peacing out goodbye all and this is the plot Strikes back. Bum, 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 back.